Wives is a true crime podcast. Some of the content on this show might be too graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys, welcome to Crime Wives. <laughs> I say it weird on purpose. I'm your host, Ronica, and this is... <laughs> I'm your host, Destiny. <laughs> And this is where we are. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, usually we just talk about what we're going to be doing this week, like what we have going on in life. So, what are you going to be up to? Well, I'm going to be up to a few things. And um, by that, I mean, I can't tell you because it's like kind of a secret. This weekend, I'm going to be going on an adventure to um, Southern Oregon. Wait, no, that's not where Bend is. Eastern Oregon. There we go. For an adventure that involves, which I can talk about because this is going to be coming out after it happens, but it still feels like kind of weird, so I'm not going to say what I'm doing this weekend because it's um, still a secret. It's a family secret. It's not anything that's going to be like that exciting to people that don't know us, but tune in next Wednesday and I'll tell you I'm going to Eastern Oregon for a family thing and it's going to be kind of exciting as far as um, my husband's side of the family goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I do know what it is. You and I'm don't. super excited for all of it, and I'm excited that we're going to be able to talk about it next week. Also, the person that involves, that it involves, listens to this podcast. Yeah. And if he has stopped listening now, this is the time to tune back in. <laughs> I'm about to text him right now and be like, yo, we're mentioning you and your secrets. And your fun times. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> Fill us in and uh, make sure there's more going on here than what my secret tip is. Well, what did you do last weekend? You went to Seattle? How was it? Oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, found out there was, in fact, a Ferris wheel. I also, <laughs> for the first time ever, I listened to one of our podcasts all the way through today. I'm just going to admit it. That's what I did. And I said two things. I said that, A, I... Um, I go to Seattle once a month, which I do not. I go there like every three to six months. So that's I was like... editing it. And the only reason, so here's the thing, is we're our own worst critics. So we'll listen to it and then we'll be like, like we listened to the first couple ones. I remember that. And we were like texting each other. This is what we need to do. This, Which is good. Like good yeah. to do that. But we also like overthink everything. And <laughs> yeah. so the only reason I listened to it all the way through is because I edit it. And when I heard you say I go there once a month, I was like, no, you do Bitch not. Is a liar. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I listened to it. I was like, what? who goes there with? And by bitch, I mean no. lovely woman. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> that was a lie. I I used to go there more frequently. Still, I think that that builds my defense for I had no freaking idea that there was a goddamn Ferris wheel on that pier. Which I also um, they have removed like an overpass that I didn't know was there. There's a whole freeway. So then, of course, I'm there with my dad and I'm like, oh, why does this look so different? He's like, well, over here there used to be a thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. That makes me, oh, yeah. And of course, to him, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's why it's so different. I'm like, it's it's foreign to me. (laughs) And of course, we walked up to the Ferris wheel and I was like, oh, my God, there's a huge Ferris wheel that's right over there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, I had no idea. So... I got to see the Ferris wheel. We didn't go on it. Lincoln, of course, was like, nope, nope, nope. There was a lot of things. There was a, like, kind of like a soaring over California situation, but it's soaring over Washington. It's called something else. That's cool. Wings over Washington? I think that's what it's called. Either way, we get to that. As soon as we got up there, it starts raining. I was like, ugh. And we had just got out of the aquarium. We ate food. We did the stuff. We walk up to that, and of course, we're all like, there's a carousel right next to it. We go on the carousel. We go to the arcade. Everyone looks at each other and's like, who's ready to go home? <laughs> so we all went home and watched UFC all night, which is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great time. Yeah, so it was a great time. Um, at least you got to see the Ferris wheel. So. Uh, yeah, oh, it's huge. It's great. I understand the appeal. Not that I'm a Ferris wheel fan. In fact, when everyone's like, eh, we won't, I was like, yeah. Silently to myself. Not upset. Uh-huh. Little fist. Yes. So, didn't go on it. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great because of other things, not because we didn't go on the Ferris. <laughs> You're like, everything was eh, but that part was, that was awesome. Didn't we go didn't on that go. Ferris wheel, so I was stoked. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. What are, so you planned a birthday party last weekend. Yeah, and well, I well. helped plan. Oh, okay. So, um, it was... <laughs> I saw some Snapchats. There was stripper pools. Oh, what? Oh. Okay, one. 
where like our friend literally bolted it to the ceiling. So you saw all the Snapchats because all of our friends were there, mm-hmm. um, plus some. And, and then, he's also recorded a few outside of the party of just him on his stripper pole alone. Just so you know, oh, that was yesterday. That was because that's a new stripper pole. I know. He went and got an upgraded version after it was such a hit at the party. He's <laughs> real good on that stripper pole. He is, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally besides the point. Hi, but Brandon. We love way you. Way to buddy. go, Brandon. <laughs> way to work that pole. Mm-hmm. Um, so he there was a stripper pole that came out. We did some like barbecued beer pong. Like it was honestly a lot of fun. It looked like it. I drank out of a gauntlet, which was my downfall. And yeah. then mm-hmm. I was ready to go home. I was like, yep, we're here. One of our friends <laughs> might have broke his toes. What? What? Mika- TJ. Mikaela. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so we could go into more detail about that. Michaela but. just recovered from a broken foot. She is who we have complained about in previous episodes. <laughs> and by we, I mean destiny has uh, complained by about. By complaint, she means loved you vigorously. And now TJ <laughs> made of broke his toe. Made of? Might have. <laughs> might have. Either way. So, TJ, somebody might have broke their toe. Um, but overall, it was, there was people in trees. It was a blast. It looks like it was a fun time. It was, it was so much fun. And it's, a lot of our friends got together. Like, Ashley came, who's just newly engaged. So, oh, yes. Love her. Shout out to her. Her fiance showed up for a little bit. And so, it was just a lot of people got together and celebrated Shane's Dirty 30 featuring Jake and Nevin. So, it was just a lot of our friends together and it was a blast. I do appreciate people that tune in that have no idea who we are and they get to the crime part. If you skip over this part, first of all, I don't blame you. If you listen to this part, thank you. Hi, you're our friend now. <laughs> Hello. You also can come hang out with us. Do you ever need you to know who Shane is? If you ever need to know who... Well, I, I was going to start Michaela. to name all of our people. I was like, Michaela, DJ. It could, it could go it for days. It feels weird if I named the people, but you're one of our friends now. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to come visit Oregon, just let us know. Just don't be creepy about it. We have stripper poles. <laughs> we have a good time, and we drink a lot of White Claws. Her, not me. I have a kid. Ooh, still do, though. Lies. She's like, mine's wine. I'm more sophisticated. I'm like... Girl, I drink both. Oh, I'm sophisticated as... <laughs> um, so besides that, I mean, I've just been hanging out, uh, getting, obviously, weddings. I went floating. I need to stop procrastinating. Anyways, um, but this weekend, all literally tons of my friends are out of town. So I'm going to have so much that I can get done, which I'm excited about. But I also did get a lot done. Like, I put a lot of time, time away. This is really... This is... In case anyone ever wants to know what it's like to be someone planning a wedding, Destiny is literally what it sounds like go on (laughs) yeah yeah oh it's not like the easiest thing so if you're gonna do it put a lot of thought into it we literally had a long engagement just to avoid me getting stressed and then I stressed myself anyways so let's move on to the next subject also it's gonna be fine everyone will show up we're gonna get real drunk in Las Vegas you won't care about anything else and then you'll get married. And then I get married. And then I get to go on a honeymoon, which oh, I should probably book. Oh my, for the <laughs> love of all that is holy, how have you not put... And so anyways, with that Destiny note... has not booked her honeymoon. It is exactly 7-31-2019. Her wedding is exactly 9-21-2019. Anyone that has honeymoon suggestions, please email them to crimewivespodcast I... at gmail.com. <laughs> well, that's a way to get some interaction. So what are you going to be talking about this week? Okay, first of all, what I'm going to be talking about, the first part, I cannot pronounce. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Stay tuned. (laughs) Mississauguas, most notorious murder case, a.k.a. the reason I chose this, Peter Demeter. (laughs) I'm sorry, I literally clicked on this because of this man's name you're like i, I like, just want to say it every like all the time oh i did you're like, i will go by his full name this whole entire thing <laughs> he is referred to as peter demeter uh quite a few times here <laughs> i'm not sorry so anyways this is a story about peter demeter <laughs> it's not great but i get to say his name a few times and it's super interesting peter demeter <laughs> it's so great was born on april 19th 1933 Demeter, I did that for all of you, she was born in Budapest, Hungary, into a wealthy family. 
started off as a wealthy family, but became impoverished following World War II and the rise of communist government. So they were rich and then they were poor because of the war. Womp womp. In 1956, at the age of 23, after suppression of the Hungarian Revolution, he was among 200,000 other refugees who escaped. And this is actually this 200,000 other. That's definitely me looking up into the story. So he was among 200,000 other refugees who escaped from the country. Demeter decided to immigrate to Canada. Canada. Which, if I had a choice, same. By 1962, Demeter had started a successful career in Toronto as a land developer. And by successful, I mean... He was basically a millionaire. There you go. It says it a few different places, like, successful blah, 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 successful blah, blah, blah. Then I looked in it, clicked on it, and was like, okay, this dude made a... So you have all of the money, cool. Oh, he sure did. And because of that, in 1967, Demeter married Christine Ferrari, and she matches her name. Yeah, she's... You sent me a picture, and she is like... She looks just stunning, and she looks like she also kind of knows it. She had the hair, and, and she's the also eyebrows. like just sassy looking. And I'm like, you know what? I like you. She's an Austrian model, so that's probably why she was like, mm-hmm, pit mm-hmm, point. I do. Mm-hmm, yeah. So this is the part where I note that she was a model and looked like a model, and he was not a model, and he did not. Wait, he did look like he was not a model. <laughs> yes, he definitely does. There, mm, mm, I'm thinking if, like if this mm, guy in his face approached you at a bar. Ooh, yeah. What <laughs> I should note here is his confusing choice of eyewear. I thought that it was maybe uh, they're so they're kind of like goggly, but also flighter pilot y. Oh, and so I, I see that. Yeah, I'm so, like, oh, you're you're gonna go fly a plane, like an old school plane, or like yeah, yeah. So first of all, a there will be pictures. Yes. B, I super thought that they had something to do with him flying a plane. No, no, they were just by choice because he was rich in the 60s and therefore he dressed like it. <laughs> Moving on. Eventually, the two had a daughter named Andrea and that's that. I needed to like note this now. I did a lot of sleuthing about this. Like I looked as far as I could into. This is another one of those cases where I'm like, mm, there are some gaps here. What's going on? But... Um, the timeline patches kind of were hard to cover. Of course, the story was still so intriguing to me that I did not stop sleuthing. <laughs> um, so, that being said, there wasn't a huge amount of information about their marriage. Like, from when they got married to when the story takes place, not a lot of information about how, like, things were at the home. What I could find is that there was a strain on their marriage. That's what I'll call it. Okay. And that eventually things kind of kept going from bad to worse. And then I found a good quote. Like many married couples, Peter and Christine Demeter were unhappy. I was like, ugh, like many? (laughs) Rough. Rough way to start a quote. Um, So unfortunate for all those many, but okay, moving on. Welcome to crime life. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, married in 1967, the pair, who had a daughter together, became increasingly dissatisfied with one another. Ouch. Although it's impossible to say exactly what went on and what was said behind closed doors of their spacious home, it's clear that matrimonial harmony gave way to anger, distrust, and suspicion if there ever was matrimony at all. So there's that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, very dramatic. Um, but also, it I think it sums up what we're going to yeah. move yeah, on. Yeah, setting the scene. Exactly. Okay, but... Where the height of the story takes place is the night of July 18th, 1973. That night, Christine Ferrari and her daughter Andrea were home alone. Andrea was alone in the living room watching TV and Christine was in the garage of the home. I don't know why she was in the garage and why Andrea was alone in the living room. It was a huge house. There's that. This is where a few details go missing and this is the part that I'm referring to when I say that I have absolutely no idea why this part was left out. I looked into a lot of places. I cannot find in between. Here, here's what I know. Christine Demeter was later found dead in the garage of an upscale home. Uh, Well, that escalated very quickly. Exactly. Which is, I understand now, like, why you wanted more information. Because I was like, who the fuck cares if she was in the garage? And then I was like, 
Oh, she's dead now. Oh, we all want to know why she's in the garage. Okay. (laughs) She was found lying face down with very intense head wound uh, that was gushing blood all over the concrete floor of the garage. Um, And she had been hit roughly six times. Oh, wow. uh With a blunt, with a blunt object, most likely a tire iron or a crowbar. Trigger warning. It shattered parts of her skull and sent blood and brain tissue splattering all over the garage. Oh my god, gross. Hi, sorry about your trigger warning. It doesn't say that her daughter is who found her, because of course, as a mother, I was like, um, sorry, who found her? I, there's nowhere I could find. It doesn't say that her daughter is who found her, um, but because of that, I assumed that they lived in a big, huge home, and that someone probably either came over and found her, or... It might have even been her husband who came home and found her. I don't know what the situation was, but from what I could tell, it was not her daughter who found her in that But somebody found her. But of course, I'm like, "Uh, I don't want to think that thought, so let's move on. Right away, police were suspicious. Though they had very strong evidence to support that Peter was not the one who came into the home and killed his wife, right off the bat, he was still the main suspect for the fact that it ever took place. And always. It's always the husband or the wife. Girl, you just wait for two paragraphs from now. (laughs) As police dug into the lives of the couple, a better picture became clear. Christine was most likely cheating on her very not-good-looking husband Ooh. because of the goggles, most likely. Not saying that's a reason to do it, but anyways. And if Peter, Alex wore goggles, I would not cheat on him. I would still you wouldn't him. cheat on him, but that's because under the goggles, he's probably good-looking. You saw pictures. <laughs> but who we are probably would not have married a not-good-looking person just because they had a bunch of money. I'm not saying that's why she married him, and I'm not saying that's why she shouldn't marry him. I probably would support somebody who was like, eh, he ain't good looking, but man, that money. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not a good route to go. I'm just saying, it's not a route I would go. Whatever. Okay. Eventually, he finds out that Christine was most likely cheating on him. And Peter, Demeter, <laughs> most likely knew about this affair. That, combined with the fact that he had a $1.1 million life insurance policy on his wife, made it pretty easy for them to conclude that he had more than a motive to have her killed. Dun, dun, dun. And as it goes in all of the, quote, the husband did it scenarios, Peter Demeter went to trial. And Demeter's trial was a sensational headline-grabbing extravaganza. In fact, it was the longest trial in Canada's history, filled with, quote, filled with colorful insults, criminal testimonies, and scandalous revelations. And by this I mean, a bunch of random shit came out about crime in Hungary. <laughs> That's really? What it comes down to. Which I'm not going to go into because I wanted to stay on this storyline. Yeah. However, because of who he was... They kept bringing a lot of defendants to the, just a lot of witnesses, a lot of people to talk about the crime or um, essentially Peter, I think. I think that's why they kept bringing him because he's from Hungary. Here's what I will say. He knows a lot of people and I don't think he knows a lot of good people. Okay. Oh. There's a website that had a ton of direct quotes from Demeter's defense lawyer. His name was Joseph Pomerant. And these quotes show just how ludicrous the whole court experience got, but what I found most interesting was that Joseph Pomerant, who defended Demeter along with another super famous lawyer named Ed Greenspan, was later disbarred and convicted of withholding $500,000 from a drug dealer client. So, like, he wasn't super great. That's happening. What a guy to have on your side. Okay. When you are a great person, you hire other... Yeah. Okay. He got fired eventually. Anyways, to give a basic short summary of the lengthy court case, it involved peeks into the bizarre underworld, which was what I had already mentioned, um, of the Hungarian crime. Testimonies from criminals of an informant who wore a paper bag over his face. That's what this picture is. I was like, is there a sack Literally over his head? Literally a man who testified, wore a paper, wore a paper, wore a paper. Wore a paper sack. I'm just so intense about it. He wore a paper sack over his face just to testify. And also, what I'm from what I'm aware of, he wasn't a huge crucial point of this case either. He's just there to testify. He He's just a criminal. Note, 
If I ever testify, I'm wearing a paper sack. You gonna wear that paper bag? Just kidding. Erase that. Erase that. You ever see a woman in court wearing a paper bag is destiny? <laughs> exactly. That's why I erased it. Yeah. I'm not erasing it. You all get to hear that. No, no, no. It's me. <laughs> okay. So, glad you noted it because I put, there are pictures. Show destiny pictures. <laughs> yeah, no, pictures. I'm looking at it right now and I, well, and it was just like, she's beautiful, he's and then I was like, oh, and then there's a paper sack. And then I literally just realized the other picture, which I'm sure we'll get to. Oh, we'll get to it. Obviously, when I first read it, I was, or I'm going through the picture, I read the story there, I go through the picture, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, who the heck is the guy who's like the bad guy from the Batman movies? Not that guy. Okay. One person who testified named Joe Iron Man Donardo claimed that Christine was most likely killed by a dead criminal named Lasazo? Lasalazo. Lasalazo. Me. Lasalazo Epper, a man who he suggested she was talking to regarding a hit on her husband. What? Fun twist. Yay. <laughs> uh-huh. Oddly enough, a non-confirmed twist, but still feels worth mentioning. Oddly yeah. enough, Donardo said that she, or said that the late Christine had offered this man, who was a hitman, $10,000 to break Demeter's arms and legs. So another fun addition she was basically killed by this man what she's claiming is she was killed by a hitman that she tried to hire who in turn killed her for more money however the crown attorney on the case dismissed denardo's bold statements as quote wild and self-serving lies however there is nowhere that says that any of this is true or not true so they don't know that it's so this is just unconfirmed, but this is something that came out. It's some guy that was in prison who was like, uh, I know that guy. Um, so I felt like it was worth mentioning because... I mean, it sounds like it. In a sure. lot of headlines. It's it's Peter Demeter. Was he killed or was he hired to be killed? So either way, she was also super hot. He was not super hot. He had a lot of money. Like, was she trying to kill him? Yeah. Or was she just trying to break his arms and his legs? No one knows. Anyways, moving on. As the trial went on, it eventually came out that Demeter was likely also having an affair. <laughs> However, he stated that though he was indeed unhappy, he was, or he never wanted her murdered. <laughs> Not, I never killed her. I never wanted her murdered. At the end of the trial, the jury decided that Demeter was indeed guilty of ordering a hit on his wife and he was sentenced to life in prison. Okay, so their child. After her father was arrested. Andrea, his daughter, went to live with Demeter's cousin and his wife in Wildewald, uh, where they raised her as their own. Um, with They also had a child named Stuart. Basically, they raised her with their child Stuart and it was like her brother. But of course, that wasn't the end of Demeter's bizarre fascination with having people murdered. Oh God. Get ready. When Demeter was living in a halfway house on parole in Peterborough, he had another major run-in with a law. In the mid-80s, he was convicted of plotting to murder his cousin's young son because he was angry with the teenager's father. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Okay. So, just wait. Basically, this was the person who was the legal guardian of Andrea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were. he decided he was going to kill their son. Because in- he was mad at him. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, moving on. That sounds like something should happen, yeah. Just wait. He was also charged with arson in 1983. Why do you love arson so much? I don't know. It keeps happening in my life. I don't love it. Hopefully not in your life, but just like in, in your... In this <laughs> life? And this life is in crime your pod. life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was also... But this is going to make a little bit more sense. He was also charged with arson in 1983 in connection with the fire that torched his luxurious home. Luxurious? I said that weird. Luxurious. That torched his luxurious home. And then in parentheses, a fire that he claims was started by the police. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then there was also the conviction for the plot to murder his nephew that resulted in two more life sentences. So there's that. So now at this point, we're at three life sentences. Moving on, in 1988, he was caught conspiring to kidnap and murder the daughter of his lawyer, this is a new lawyer, Toby Bellman, 
The motive for that was a conflict over financial compensation for the lawyer's services. Why is he going after everybody's goddamn kids? He's, he's literally going after everyone. He was mad that he had to pay him for a certain amount of... Uh, basically, he was mad that he had to pay him for services, as what I've decided. Um, and so he decided to have him killed. That conspiracy resulted in the killer for hire being hit with two additional life sentences. <laughs> Because he just keeps getting mad at people and trying to have them or their children kidnapped or murdered, he now had a total of five life sentences, if I did my math correctly. <laughs> oh my god, you weird-headed gogglehead, you deserve it. And for whatever reason, he like kept trying to dispute them over the years, and I've seen pictures of him as an old man. He's literally going into the courtroom in like a, in a walker. walker. Dude, he's in a walker and he has like... He's got his handcuffs and he's scooting and someone's literally pulling his walker along. Like, this guy is insane. And he's crazier and he just keeps getting crazier. So, because he just keeps getting mad at people and trying to have them and their children kidnapped or murdered, he goes on to just keep having all these awful life sentences. And what I was concerned about was the relationship with his daughter at this point. Mm -hmm. As far as his daughter goes... She didn't learn who her real parents were, or that her mom was a beautiful model, or that her dad was an underground Hungary Hungarian criminal who hired a hitman to kill people until she was nine. Which, I read nine, and I was like, ooh, a little bit too, too soon. Yeah. For sure, too Maybe soon. Maybe like 13. I'm sure something came out, or another, I did read in one area, but I was like, well, I don't know if this is, somebody came to her with like a book at school. And was oh, like, yeah. is this your dad? Do you and watch Big like, Little Lies? Uh, no, but probably I should. You 100% should, but that's besides the point. Literally, they talk about, like, how this little girl overhears her mom saying something, and then she goes to school and she's like, your dad's a rapist, and then it gets crazy. Well, think about how many rapists there are in the world. Also, how many serial killers, how many bad people are dudes that just have babies. This guy had, like, was in a marriage and had a baby. Yeah. And for sure, if it's the hugest and longest trial in Canada's history. Everybody knows. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. So, she's nine-year-old, she learns about it. Um, with the secret out, she was taken to see her father in prison. And a quote that she gave a reporter, she said, quote, Every Tuesday, I had to visit with the scariest man on the face of this earth. Holy. True. Mm -hmm. Probably. <laughs> she's probably not wrong. I mean, there's probably a top ten. I'm sure he's up there. When she finally became old enough to make decisions for herself, she cut off all contact with him. She was quoted saying, he scared the crap out of me. She literally said that somewhere in the public. They quoted it. Okay. Even after almost a century, Demeter refuses to admit his responsibility for the murder of his wife. His conduct in prison has been, quote, less than stellar with 40 incidences since 2013 alone. Oh my god. 40 <laughs> in six years? Yeah. Half of this disciplinary, or half of them is for disciplinary or behavioral issues. Literally, it's not even like the stuff he did out of it. It's just because he's grumpy and in jail. He's been a shitty stuff. dude and his walker. Yeah. He's like, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> she's literally acting like she's walking in a walker. I was walking a, I was walking a walker with, Able. I have handcuffs Able. on and I'm mad and I'm bald and I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Anyways, as for how he feels about his daughter, he's angry that she ever said anything negative about him to the public. And apparently she made a post online at some point, which I'm pretty sure was Facebook post? Yeah, but she was like a, t she was a teenager at some point. And she... I, I don't, I actually don't know. I mean, she was probably, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't actually know how old she is, but what I do know is that at some point she made some sort of post online. He got super mad about this post. Somehow, he freaking saw this post. Oh, probably because he has, I'm sure he has like 800 admirers. He's a millionaire. million admirers. In jail. And they're like, hey, um, did you see what your daughter said about you? Like, it's so upsetting. And it's like, no, bitch, he's upsetting. Stop talking to him. Yeah. Anyways. So I agree with rant. what he said because he's somewhere in jail somewhere and all of his lovers are like, look at it. So because of this... As a result of those actions that she made, as far as her online post goes, he chose to leave her one dollar in his will. Are you kidding? <laughs> this little girl has to deal with the fact that you're her father and then it's like, here's a dollar. Let's make it burn a little bit more. Who got the rest of his money? No idea. 
no idea. He's a but, douchebag. Oh, he has since remarried. That's another in thing prison? that's worth. Yeah. Oh, my oh God, absolutely. Shut in up. prison. Some lady was like, uh, how do I get money? <laughs> Just kidding. I am absolutely not hating on anyone that's trying to get. kind of like <laughs> not a bad idea. Like, if I'm ever single in life, someday I might look up how do I make money with and inmates online. This show might not exist because it's crime wives. But we will have made money elsewhere. So I might just start talking to this guy. <laughs> it's not a big deal. We're going to become millionaires. But I just gotta send him pictures and talk to him. Alex and then... is just alone somewhere, like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. In a dark room. I'm fine. You're fine. It's okay. At a bar. The, in the one corner. with it's like burning. Like, oh, everything's burning around I'm you. fine. Everything's I'm, fine. I'm fine. They're I'm like, fine. yo, Alex, everything is not fine. He's like, but I'll pay our tab because I'm a millionaire now. And by that, I mean my wife has remarried. <laughs> My wife is remarried to a serial killer, but he's also in prison, so we're okay. She just visits him every Tuesday. <laughs> this feels like your life path. <laughs> Anyways, I'm almost done here. Here's the last part. Since, basically, that's kind of where his story ends. I'm not sure if he's still alive, but I'm pretty sure he is. I thought I'd end with two really good quotes from two separate trials that he had. Here's a quote from a member of the board that was quoted saying, It was very concerning to the board that after 45 years in custody, you continue to harbor ill will towards the victim, wife, and other family members, daughter, also nephew, who he tried to have killed, which demonstrates that you continue to present a risk when taking to con- or taking into consideration your past convictions. So essentially, he was trying to appeal his conviction. They were like, yo, you're still a threat to society. Even though you're old now, you hired people to kill people. Yeah. You can still do that. And the second one is my favorite quote, which I probably shouldn't say favorite, but like, it's good. This one is from a judge, uh, Judge John O'Donnell Discroll. Oh, it's a good name. John O... Oh, I'm sorry. Not O'Donnell. Pfft. It's just John O. Discroll. He said, <laughs> I'm like, I'm what like, is he saying? <laughs> I'm mad about how I'm, I, I'm mad about how I said his name. It's definitely not O'Donnell. It's just Don. Don. Oh, God. Cut okay. her out. Cut her out. I'm just kidding. John O'Discroll, who was said while sentencing Demeter uh, to his fourth and also fifth concurrent life sentence in 1988. Here's a good quote. <laughs> Thank you, Lynch. went, John O'Disco, cut her out. And I'm like, it's attached. I can't cut it out. Which For the it. love of all and holy, don't let me say John O'Donnell Disco. Because that's not his name. His name is John O'Disco. <laughs> Judge John O'Disco. Why did I say no, O'Donnell? She's growling. Okay, back to. I'm oh. so passionate about this, Judge. Okay. Here's what he said. Whether or not you are inherently evil, I do not know. But you ooze evil Ew. out of your every pore <laughs> and contaminate everyone around you. So essentially, he hates him. He hates what he does. He hates what he stands for. He's awful. A. He did kill his wife. Obviously not with his own hands. B. He his daughter said things about him to the public that were not great about him, gave her a dollar out of his millionaireness, and then kept trying to do evil things in the world. He's like, oh, I know. Uh, you get a kill. You get a kill. You get a kill. He opened everybody with murder. Yeah. He's an awful fucking dude. I'm here talking about him because his name is Peter Demeter. <laughs> and that is why we're here. Also his choice of eyeglassware that's it that's it for me yeah, that's I mine mean, that was that was great <laughs> that so anyways. was and, oh but yeah i mean not great but you're welcome and i'm sorry thank you so that's what i did this week it was one of the cases another one of those cases where i'm like gosh dang it why isn't there more but i still did it because isn't that i don't know I feel like when you go back in time like that, because like you said, it was like he was born in what, like the 30s? Like it's such 40s. a far of, okay, yeah. So anywhere Close in that enough. time. And last week we both did people born in the 30s, 40s. And it's so much harder to get all the information because we don't have all the data 
everything's not documented on the internet like it is nowadays. Exactly. So I totally get where you're coming from. He was a very well-off man. And he's like, I pay you. You hide this. And they're like, yep, yep, That's one of the things. I also think that um, I can't, I'm not going to say he was like, don't talk about my marriage. But for whatever reason, there is not a ton of, like, there's a lot of information about everything else. But he's like, don't tell the public about my marriage. I don't know that that's what he's And he's like, here's a 20. Here's a 20. (laughs) I'm sure he was looking investigators in the eye and sliding them $20 bills. Like, not enough? What about another one? What about another one? Investigator <laughs> looks down at the table. It's like, lunch. Looks back at him. <laughs> Eyebrow up. He's like, eh. He's like, he's like and I like, yeah, just Hotel room. Wait. <laughs> I'm, it's probably good I'm not a criminal because I'd be a bad one. I'd be like, eh. <laughs> So how do you feel about this dollar? And they're like, girl. I would be, yes, I would literally be sliding $5 bills. <laughs> they're like sliding it back. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. What no. are you doing? Yeah, so I'd be a bad criminal. Anyways, what are you doing this week? <laughs> can we move on from where my? <laughs> <laughs> we definitely can move past her. <laughs> okay, so this week I'm gonna be talking about Richard and Hella Crafts. Okay, Hella, Hella. <laughs> That's her name. So. Hella. Um, I'm going to do, uh, kind of like I've done previously, like a little backstory on both of them and then kind of pick up where they met. Okay. So. Oh, the first name is Hella. Yes. I thought you Hella were saying Crafts. Richard and then his last name was in Hella. No, no, no. No. Okay. Okay. So Hella was born on July 14th in 1947 in Denmark. She was an only child and was known to be a very friendly, sweet, and very smart girl. She actually eventually ended up learning five different languages. Oh. So she she was very intelligent. She really enjoyed school. She ended up studying abroad in England and was an au pair in France. But ultimately, <gasps> what? Oh, sorry. Ugh, this feels like a weird time. But my husband is a driver ed teacher. And always, on a monthly basis, he always does uh, drive, drive tests for au pairs. And... For the Weird. longest time, we didn't know what they were. And like a like glorified nanny. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just it's just another word for like everywhere else calls them nanny, but us actually. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's weird. Yeah, so when you said au pair, it just rang a bell with me. That's all. So she was an au pair and ran. Glorified nanny. <laughs> but ultimately decided to become a flight attendant and started her training in Miami, Florida. And that is when on May 24th, 1968, she met Richard Kraft. So, Richard was born on December 20th, 1937 in New York City. He was, he had like two sisters, um, and he, his dad was very like high up in business, um, but he went through school pretty smoothly and ended up joining the Marines right after, which is where he became a pilot. And he did a lot of like different pilot, like piloty things. <laughs> Super pilot stuff. Um, (laughs) And after an injury, he ended up taking a job at a a very, like, popular airline. And he was based out of Florida, which is where he met Hella. Oh, Hella. So at the time, he was 31 years old and Hella was 21. He was known to have many girlfriends and was actually engaged during part of this. But they started a romantic relationship anyways. Um, Oh, Yes. Didn't mention that before. <laughs> so they were known to fight and be very just back and forth. Him and Hella? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they were just like, uh, oh, we're on, we're off, we're on, we're off. But also they're working like in the airline industry. So it's like, hey, you're only home for a couple weeks. <laughs> they're like, we're on. I'm off to Phoenix. We're off. Off to New Jersey. We're on again. <laughs> off like, to California. Also, I have like, so many other yeah other companions in <sighs> New Jersey. Side one chicks. of the places. <laughs> I always wonder if pilots just get to have side chicks. Uh, seems like a weird uh, place to say that, but I do anyway. <laughs> Um So, like I said, he was known to have many girlfriends. Um, they were back and forth. In 1975, though, Hella found out that she was pregnant. Oh. And this pushed the couple to get married. When Richard was asked why they had decided to get married, because they had a very on and off again, it was like, kind of side girl. And also, he couldn't say, because she was pregnant. Um, he said, and quote, Hella was pregnant at the time. We were married. Oh. <laughs> we knew she was pregnant. 
it was far too advanced for a doctor to perform an abortion, and we decided to get married. Oh my... I am so happy for the time that we live in. <laughs> just yeah, need to just say that right. Blatant honesty. For at the this love point. of all that is holy. Sorry, yo, she was uh, too far along. Couldn't do the uh, snip, snip. So I had to marry, marry. Ex- oh my for God. lack of a better terminology, brb. Gonna go throw up somewhere. <laughs> Bye. So, gonna go bomb. <laughs> Anyways, <Nice. laughs> they moved to Connecticut and had two more children. Oh. During this time. Hella quit her job to be a stay-at-home mom. After a little while, she decided she just wasn't meant for the stay-at-home mom life, and she decided to go back to her career, and they hired an au pair, 19-year-old Dawn. Oh, no. I mean, yay au pair. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Thankful for her. Mm -hmm. We will continue to be thankful for her. Can't wait. So, with both of them consistently working, they pulled in a good amount of money, and Richard began a very avid gun collection. They said that they that he had enough guns and grenades and everything along those lines to literally arm over fifty men. Okey-dokey. Just one human. I can't even imagine that many guns. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a vast amount. I mean, of guns. like if you can arm four dudes, I'm like, oh, what are? Why do you have all of these? Like, don't questions. you can just gotta arm yourself? Okay. Four. Four is a lot. <laughs> But he was more than that. 50. Okay. 55. So, during one of uh, Hello's pregnancies, he started to get abusive. And then, when the children were born, he would disappear for days. Man, this is a theme that I freaking hate. <laughs> so, he would go to various gun events. This he feels would... like a real good time to cut you off and say that if any of our husbands, and by any I mean if two of our husbands disappear for more than one day... We have questions. Alex tried to disappear for a night, and I found him at work. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you're drunk. Get in the car. And he's like, hey, but this guy just took me to get something. And I was like, get in the something. goddamn car. First of all, what is something? Second of all, every single I time. I don't know if it's mom listen, so. Okay. He chewed at the time. Oh, and the something ex- was chewed. Yeah, Alex's so a mom. coworker took him to get chew, and I was like, bro, get back in the car. And he was like. Uh, but da, 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 and I'm like, we have been looking for you for two hours. I literally went to your parents' house. I literally woke them two up. Hours. I was scared. He didn't have his phone. He didn't have his wallet. This is a whole another thing we need to not talk about. My mom listens <laughs> to this. You brought it up. I know. You brought it up. Anyways, a, B. What I'm saying is, if either of our husbands disappear for more than 24 hours, we have to go to the police station and be like, "Hi, I love him. He's so great." His hair is great, facial hair, great, super, super normal as far as he dresses. He might have killed someone. <laughs> He's gone. Like, oh. I'm sorry, but if they go away for a few days, that's that. I don't, I'm going to the police She's station like, and saying, ding, I, have ding, a, ding. I have a script that's ready just in case. Anyways, moving really on. Hope you I do don't. not, but I should, I think. Um. I don't. Um, so he would disappear for days going on various gun events, working or having an affair. Oh, see? So, but in 1982, <laughs> Richard decided it was time for a career change. And he became like a, kind of like a cop reserve. So he would like step in for cops and everything along those lines when they needed people. Right. Um, and so he became that in his town, but then also like actually got a job in a nearby town, but not in his actual town. Um, but it was known that he was like constantly there. Like even when he was off duty, he would take calls that he necessarily didn't need to take, but he even bought his own personal car that mimicked that of a cop car. So he just kind of became like a little obsessive. It sounds Mm -hmm. like with the line of work. Yes. So, his infidelity and abuse continued until Hella decided she just could not take it anymore. And in the summer of 1986, she hired a private detective, Keith Mayo. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, to dig up dirt on Richard. And she also hired a divorce lawyer. Yes. So, Those are great. <laughs> on December 1st, 1986, Mr. Mayo. Oh, gosh. Awful name, though. No, I love it. I'm like, what's up, Mr. Mayo? We have mixed, we have mixed reviews about the literally the same word. I'd be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Hi, Mayo. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Mayo called the police and informed them that his client, Hella, had Mm -hmm. gone missing. 
and he feared it was at the hands of her husband. He informed them that on November 19th, Hella was driving to Richard's sister's house, but never showed up, and he had not heard from her since. Since Richard had been kind of like a reserve cop for right. the time at the time previously, they knew him very well. They interviewed him, and he confirmed that she was in fact missing, and that prior to her leaving, she was just very happy and joyful. She went to bed, and then the next morning She's she was like, gone. It's a super normal day. And they're like, yo, uh, like at my um, in my Eddie. point of view, I'd be like, dude, it's been a week and a half. Your wife's not home. Where's your girl, homie? <laughs> it's not even like at a day. I'd be like. Well, this is odd. So I mean, I guess it depends on this is a neighbor, right? No, this is the husband. Oh, the husband confirmed. So like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering who was like, oh, she's been gone now. Never mind. Yeah. So That's no, the right. cops are like, hey, like we heard there this private detective who you, your wife hired, who used to be a cop, has said, hey, she... this lady's been gone for like eleven days, and he's like, oh yeah, she has, and you're like. Ah, <laughs> uh, concerning. How do you feel about that? Um, uh, so there is that. Know, I think I'm fine. Are any of you available? Do you guys want to go get a beer? <laughs> exactly. So the cops kind of took this missing person case as like a grain of salt at first. They figured she was yeah. just having like marital issues with her husband and she would just eventually turn up. So they started interviewing her friends and they all agreed that she would never abandon her children. So they had three children together and she was apparently just like a very, very committed, great mother. Yeah. And they're like, um, this is the time to state if I'm ever gone for more than 24 hours and I haven't text someone to say, how is Lincoln? Y'all, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm somewhere far away. Someone has drugged me, and I'm dead. Anyways, moving on. Look for me no matter what, yeah. is what uh-huh. you're saying. Well, more than um, nine hours. Solid <laughs> nine hours is max for me. You're Anyways. like, he's awake. Okay, yeah. Oh, cool. He pooped? Cool, cool, cool. How is he doing? Oh, Jesus. Moving on. So, I'm not Can't a mom, wait. so I have Cannot no idea. Cannot wait but... for you to be a mom. <laughs> moving on. I won't. I still won't talk about poop. <laughs> this is going to be oh, an you unmentioned will. thing in my house. Guys, guys, tune in next year when <laughs> Destiny talks about poop. Anyways, moving on. With these interviews, information kept pouring out, talking about Richard's affairs, of a girlfriend he had had for multiple years in New Jersey, (laughs) (laughs) um, about his abuse and what. So he had like been documentedly abusing her, Um, and And she just never. It was just never reported. No, like her friends knew and things like that, but she just never reported it. Um, And what was very interesting is that he had a few different explanations of why Hella was gone. To the people in their lives. It's like, first of all, she loves fishing alone. So much. <laughs> I didn't. So one was Obviously, that she. Obviously, I'm not a man that has killed someone. Anyway. <laughs> so one was that she was flying to Germany. Another that she was visiting her ill mother in Denmark. And once one of the friends actually, she like started to get very concerned that she was gone for so long. Um, and with her disappearance, she called her mother. And her mother was like, I'm not, I'm not ill i don't know what you're talking about well i was like uh no i'm fine fine exactly so this is when hella's friend went to the police and said she recalled hella saying if she were to go missing well okay so she said that she wanted to file for a divorce she had told her friend hey i want to file for a divorce not super happy probably yeah. gonna file she's party. like i know he's having an affair like he's very abusive um and she was like i've hired a lawyer and then she also said that she wanted to leave Richard as fast as possible. She also said, and quote, if anything happens to me, don't assume it was an accident. I hiccuped in awe. <laughs> in awe. <laughs> All the awe. And then? I know, I'm just trying. Oh, <laughs> You're I'm, like, just, I'm trying to Oh, no, I'm just, out. I'm trying to ad lib. And then? Okay. And then? And then? Chicken pork fried rice. And then? Dude, I fucking love that movie. No more? <laughs> and then? And then? And then? And then, and then, and then, and then. And then, and then. <laughs> this is why we need Patreon, so I can just cut this and be like, this is what these idiots you do. You want to hear some shit? <laughs> and then. Some dude somewhere's like, and then. <laughs> like, a, like a minuscule part of our listening base is like, and then. And then. And I'm going to listen to this and be like, you drunk bitches. Oh, I have a Get thing to tell you. Get back on topic. I have a thing to tell you. It's not. And then, just keep... Oh, my God. Okay, okay. And then? One of the main interviews the police conducted was with Dawn Marie, who was their au pair, mm-hmm. and she said on the morning of the 19th, November by, 19th... 
au pair. She was like, I had binoculars into their life. Well, au pairs typically live with you, too. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she's like, I have she's all like, of the eyes. Let me tell you something. So like, she said, on the morning of the November 19th, Richard woke her up at about 6 a.m. and informed her that Hella was headed to his sister's house because they were hit with a severe storm and that he was going to take her, like Dawn and the three children, to his sister's to meet up with them. He dropped off, um, he dropped Dawn off with the three children at his sister's, but Hella was not there. So like, she didn't go and she stayed home? Hella, the wife? Uh-huh. Well, so basically what he said is, she's, Hella already left. Oh, And I'm going to take gosh. you guys. Oh, she's and, there. Let me take But you then he took them and she wasn't there. And then and like, Dawn was like, uh, well, this is kind of weird. Um, but then Richard came back around 7 p.m. that night to pick them up. Oh. Um, when Dawn asked, hey, where's Hella? Richard was like, I don't know. But ultimately, like, the next day, she asked again. Was he like, she's hella lost. <laughs> she's hella what? Lost. Just hella she's lost. She's hella lost. Oh, okay. Anyways, That was on. not a thing back Any, then. Moving on. Um, so ultimately, he was like, oh, she's visiting her sick mother. Like, a couple, like, a day and a half later. Um, she also informed the police that he said he spilt kerosene on the carpet in their bedroom because there was a couple missing, like, patches from their carpet. Oh, yeah. No, she's, first of all, guys, hella lost. Second of all, ah, uh, okay, so I had some lamps. They were super old. Spilled them. Yeah. Do not worry My about these lamps. My kerosene lamps. I oh, mean, okay. honestly, the 90s, I think about it, and I'm like, well, Yeah, but also, totally but, did. like, still, if you're spilling them in your bedroom room as a forensic scientist in the 90s, which I obviously am, I'm like, when you were five. Lamps, lamps, lamps. You also, this some... is way before the 90s. You were not even thought of at this point. Yeah, you're right, you're right, right. Um, but, but still. So there were some missing carpet squares from their bedroom. Oh, see? Doesn't matter what year it is. Because of the kerosene. Yeah. The, quote, kerosene that he had spilled on the floor. Oh, I'm so sorry. I spilled some, me, I'm like, oh, I spilled some ketchup. I cut out the squares. Don't look at it. <laughs> After this information, he was called to complete a polygraph test, which he pl- passed with flying colors. Of course he did. Um, well, I mean, he was a cop, and I actually just talked to my friend who her father's dad passed a polygraph when he was obviously lying. Um, but he had previously been a cop. I have questions. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I'm looking back and forth. Everybody does. Questions. <laughs> but he was previously a cop, and she was like, yeah, they can take pills, they can take things, so like calm down their heartbeat. Did he have to take a polygraph because he had to or just because it's his work? Because he had <gasps> He's no longer a cop, which we don't need to get into. Um, Why would you bring this up right now? Everyone has questions. Hi, guys. If you're listening right now, I also want to know more. Anyways, moving on. If you really want to know, you can email us or oh, talk to yeah. us on Instagram. <laughs> and you can email us because so, I also want to Apparently, know there's like certain pills and stuff you can take that'll make it so you can easily pass. Yeah, it's called Xanax. Yeah, you can just be like, chill out, heart. Anyways, so for the most part, um, all the cops, a lot of the cops agreed that Richard had no idea where his wife was. But there was there were a few detectives that didn't believe his story and a lot of her friends were continuously like kind of coming at him like or coming at the police and being like, We know she's missing, he's abusive, what the fuck's going on? Hey, we have questions. Exactly. So they called him in for one more interview, which showed him to be kind of guarded, but nothing that really implicated himself. Still probably answered the questions honestly. But nah, kinda because he was also like I don't know where she's at. I don't know oh, what's going on. Oh, they're still all guard. Okay. Yeah. But they were also like, he seems a little more like he has a fence up right now. Okay. So, Mr. Mayo. Oh, my favorite man. Mayo. Yeah. And Hella's friends grew more and more sus- suspicious. And when Mayo found out that Richard had discarded some of the carpet from their bedroom, he literally got a freaking search team together to go through the, what is it called? It's not there. What's it called? Forensics? No. Pathology. Garbage. Uh, waste? It's like a dumpage. High future destiny. No, it's like a dumpage plant. What is it called? The dump? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's a dump. It's not the dump? Okay, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> That's why I said fuck you. High future um, destiny, I love you. Okay, so I'm and starting. Go. I love you. <laughs> um, so he literally freaking got a team together to search the local dump. No, it was that's totally for sure, no, right? it was totally there. <laughs> I just did it. 
Okay, okay. So he literally got a team together to go through the freaking dump. They searched for days until they found a piece of the missing carpet that appeared soiled and it looked like it was flood. Wait, 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 wait. Could you imagine going through all of that? Uh, yeah. And you're like, oh man, I don't have a day job. I'm just going to come out here. It's super hot. These cars are rough. Whatever this is, garbage, garbage, garbage. Wait, I think I found something. And you just hold it up into the sun. You're the one that's like, I got it. Everyone's like, yeah. So it was definitely soiled and it looked like it had been blood. But once it was tested, it wasn't blood. So Why wasn't it not blood? What was it? I don't, uh, I don't know actually. But it said, they said it wasn't, like, it was tested. It wasn't blood. So detectives Shoot. started looking deeper into what Richard was doing prior to Hella's disappearance. 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 Girl, I said a lot of words wrong. <laughs> Moving on. So on November 13th, Crafts, um, so Richard, bought mm-hmm. a large capacity freezer. And on November 17th, he rented a large piece of machinery. But at this time, they didn't know what it was. Right. Well, if you get a big freezer concerning uh-huh. did you go hunting in alaska no oh well then why do you need such a large freeze my grandma's like because i love drumsticks and i have a costco card that's why good looking out grandma <laughs> love to go to your house i do <laughs> so on. at this time they got a search warrant and on christmas day while the family so the richard and the three kids um, were away in Florida, they started searching the house. The house was a mess. There was food everywhere. Just very, like, disoriented. And this like, is, like, it was gross. super close to his birthday. He was born on December something. He was born in December. I remember that. Yeah, December 20th. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so. Oh, wait. So are Riley and Tyler. Moving on. <laughs> Happy early birthday, Riley and Tyler. Um, super early birthday. So the house was a mess, just very disheveled. Um, but when they started searching, they took, they found multiple guns and they took them from the residence. They took all the towels, sheets, and they took fiber samples from just different parts. They took them back to be tested and found O positive blood on some of the towels, which was her blood. But they couldn't conclude that it was. But it was at her house. So it's like, you could have got a bloody nose, oh, other oh, things along those lines. Um, but it wasn't enough to prove that Richard literally like, murdered her. So they found out that the machinery that Richard had rented was a wood chipper. And not long after, on December 30th, the detectives located a maintenance man who said that he had seen a U-Haul with a wood chipper in the middle of the night. What? Why did not he report? <laughs> I mean, it could have just Yoda been sitting there. <laughs> it could have been sitting there overnight. So he took them to the location where he saw it. The detectives started sifting through remnants of the wood chipper when they found a shredded envelope that said, Miss Hella L. Crafts. Farts off. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. That's me not um, saying the F word. <laughs> and within the hour, they had a whole search team at the location. As they were going through, the, through everything, they found more envelopes with her name, clothing, strands of blonde hair, and bone fragments. They continued their search for days and days until, finally, they found a fragment of a finger and a tooth. God damn it. On July 11th, an arrest warrant for Richard Kraft was issued, and a dozen cops surrounded his home, insisting that he come out because he was under arrest. And this fucking guy, this is what he says. Oh, no. So they call him, and they're like, you're under arrest. Like, Hi. You, you need to come outside. Your and he said... looks great. Good gardening. Super duper stoked that you guys mowed your lawn. Also, you're under arrest. Yeah, there's 12 of us here, so you need to come outside now. And he said, I'm tired. I'll take care of it in the morning. Super sleepy, guys. Guys, guys, guys. I'm going to take a nap. See you in the morning. And he said, quote, don't call me back. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> they obviously called him back, and they're like, Jesus Christ, guy, come out of your house. There was, like, a lot of conversation Yo, going on. you want to be all of us on top of you in your house, or can you Well, walk the kids were inside, front? so they were trying to be very, like... Yeah, they are, but they'll yeah. still do it if you say no. So, uh, after a decent amount of time, he finally surrenders. The cops believed that Hella was bludgeoned at the foot of her bed. <laughs> then Richard carried his wife's body to the basement where he recently hooked up the new freezer. He placed her inside the freezer and then woke up Don Marie. He then took Don Marie and the three children to his sister's house and then returned home, where he took Hella's body to a piece of property that he owned in Newtown 
and there he took a chainsaw to her body to make sure it's easier to transport her remains. Right, so he got rid of a wife and then just, like, replanted her. So then he returned her to the freezer. The next day, Richard then took these packages, or, like, her body parts, to Lake Zor, where he ran them through the powerful wood chipper. (laughs) I'm so mad! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The publicity of this case was insane, apparently. Like, everybody's like, this fucking guy and his wood chipper. You don't say... The papers had headlines that literally read in all caps, chopped to pieces. And they actually ended up having to move the trial to another, like, local city. Yeah, because the other headline was, like, everyone's mad in all caps. Yeah, it's like, uh, we hate you. You're a piece (laughs) of shit. I might even say crap. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, not crap. (laughs) So once the trial began, their most damning piece of evidence was the chainsaw found out of the bottom of the lake that had its serial number filed off and was covered in remnants of human tissue, blonde hair, and a number of fibers. There was also a receipt matching this chainsaw um, that was one of Richard's that Mr. Mayo (gasps) had gotten from the wife because when he was doing, like, all of the P.I. stuff, she was like, here's a box of receipts. And one of the receipts was for this goddamn chainsaw. And he was like going through it all he's like this guy's why a did they buy great, this why yeah. is this a th- oh he's a great fucking detective oh uh, yeah and he's like well here's this receipt and it matches that chainsaw that you found that has all of this stuff and da, 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 da. and i'm like mr mayo you're the best thing that's happened to anybody <sighs> to hella 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 they went through their trial and everything along those lines that's where the chainsaw came out um and then when the case went to like for the jury to determine what their sentencing was It happened on June 23rd, and they went over the case for weeks. And on July 15th, so this is like weeks and weeks later, after 100 witnesses had testified, 650 exhibits were presented. The jury came back, 11 guilty, one not guilty, and a mistrial was declared. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Why? Exactly. You're asking. So, apparently... Apparently, the person that didn't think he was guilty was just super arrogant. Like, the or other jurors... like, I'm sorry, I need more evidence than no, this. No, the, the other jurors literally was, like, talking to this guy was, like, hell. This guy was awful. Like, how could you not think this dude was guilty of this murders? So, then the second trial began over a year later on September 7th, 1989. And on November 21st, after only eight hours of deliberation, they found Richard guilty and sentenced him to 50 years in prison at McDougal Walker Correctional Institution in Suffield, Connecticut. And he'll be <laughs> eligible for parole in two years. God damn it. I was like, yay! He got sentenced. Super duper. 2022. He's also like 81 now. Oh, right, right, right. But also... But like... He could be like your guy where he's like, oh, no, pay to get people murdered. I was just about to say, as it turns out, whenever they have a lot of money or if they have a lot of money coming in and adding up at this point in that age. I mean, he was a pilot and he had some bankers of dollars. Fuck, hi, Tanner. Sorry you listed this. (laughs) So tell me like the pictures that you saw. What do you think? Okay, so um, my take on her beautiful face is that I have a few pictures pulled up here, and I have a few of him angry, I have a few of his side hair, but she truly, like, she's a very soft-looking human. I don't know. I mean, I've heard her story and all those things, but she has a beautiful smile, happy eyes, very sweet pulled She's back gorgeous. Hair. Yes. Yeah. All of the things that I'm so mad about now. What do you think about him? Um, there's two pictures here that just keep reoccurring. Um, the two of them are that, again, I don't know why it's a thing that super evil people have bad hairstylists. It's probably because <laughs> they don't have any hairstylists. Exactly. But I see two of him, but I see, a, I see a picture with the two of them where I see, like, a super happy picture of them both. Quite honestly, if I saw a picture of them both, even though her eyebrows are in fact gone, they just, they look like what I would say. I'm like, oh my gosh, grandma and grandpa. They just look like an old black and white picture of two happy people. But there is 
uh, two pictures of him in court looking, or him somewhere. I actually don't know. It won't show where he's at. He just looks angry, and what, whichever way that he pulls his hair, it's flopped forward, and he's angry. Yeah, well, and he was always, I didn't say this, but known to be, like, a disheveled, kind of scraggly-looking dude. Yeah, no, it looks like um, in the only picture I see him put together, he's with her, and her hair is always, she has, like, one of those side parts pull a cute little piece of your bangs in the front and then you twist it all back and you put it in a bun. She has a very, just a soft look about yeah, her. Yeah, she's very, very pretty. She's very, very pretty, cute. very soft. And then he's, um, in the only pictures it shows about him, he's either happy or all of his hair is forward and you want him to shave it. Get out of here with that hair. Yeah. So, any hoozle, um... That's that. So that was mine. Yeah, and um, it was super good. It was it was a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I'm sad now, but, but we're not gonna be sad because well, we're. I just got a text message, and we're going to meet our friends. Okay. So, anyways, for <laughs> those of you who are, are not going to meet friends, sorry that you are here at this point in the part of the podcast where you're like, "Well, shoot, that was great information. What do I do now?" Here's what I can suggest you do. A, stop listening. B, uh, definitely a bath with like some of those little bath bombs that fizz. That's a good time to do this. Um, uh, like if you're gonna if you're gonna go grocery shopping, buy some cucumbers. She says nobody's going. Literally, I, I have no idea what to tell you. Here's what I can tell you. Sorry that you hung in this far, but also. Thank you for hanging in this far. Because <laughs> We're very happy. Also, thank you. We will throw out really quick that we maybe had a drink or two before we started this because it's our friend's birthday. Oh, girl. Hi. But our dedication to you guys is still as strong. Exactly. And that's why we're here. Yeah. Also, this is getting more and more fun for us. So, um, thank you for continuing to hang on. Even this week, literally less, like a new podcast came out today. We had somebody that responded that was like, hi guys, um, here's the thing that you noted in your last podcast that you guys didn't look up. Someone tweeted us and told yeah, us no, what it shout was. shout out to Sherry. Yeah. It was Sherry. And then also shout out to my mom because my mom sent the same thing. And yeah. she was like, it's a smoke shop. And, Sorry guys. And they were like, they sell paraphernalia and stuff like that. And we were like, thank you. Like, yeah, we didn't I was know. born in 1990. Those are things for me that I did not know. Like when I was born, they were called a smoke shop. So yeah. we super much appreciate that. Thank you both of you for that. Also, thank you for listening and for taking enough effort to go onto Twitter and like letting us know. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, that's some stuff. We are super stoked about. We fiend for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's not lie. And on that note, um, if you could, um, if you are not already, please go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those three things, specifically Instagram. If you want to interact with us, Instagram is Crime Wives Podcast. That's, it's just at Instagram, but also at Twitter, Crime Wives Podcast, also Facebook, Crime Wives Podcast. And also, if you have anything you want to hear us talk about, go to crimewivespodcast at gmail.com. If there's something we said wrong and you don't like it, email us. If there's something you'd like to hear about, email us. If there is something that you liked a super lot, go to wherever you listen to us at Crime Wives Podcast, um, which is, you know, we're right now we're on Spotify. We're basically everywhere. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we are. Go there, rate us. If you give us five stars, we'll be stoked. It'll help us. If you like us, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we we super appreciate it, guys. And we love when you reach out. Like, the interaction just, like, it kind of, like, fuels our fire. We're just, like, super excited. We're super pumped. Yeah. We love talking to you guys. And we, like, even are tell, talking to our to our friends about it. We're like, yeah, that's at, what we do. At we this love point, to do it. Yeah, at this point, if you reach out, like, if you reach out and say literally anything, it just kind of makes our day at this point. Yeah, we're like, hey, hey, did you see this? And then we just talk back and forth about it. And we're talking about you because we're excited because you're sitting here listening to us. So please continue to do so. Yeah. So all of the things I mentioned, follow us there, like us there. If not, I mean, thank you for tuning in. And on that note, thanks for listening, guys. Crime Wives out.